The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Work. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Jonesy and Brown Show. He's Mike Jones. I'm John Brown. Back again. A couple people had the stage intervention after the way uh, last week's show ended. Just wanted to make sure we was all right. Wanted to make sure we was good. But, you know, if you're a follower, that was fun. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. You know, that's just that's just what we do. You know, it's like we're, we're two opinionated brothers. We want to talk about sports. You have your opinion, I have mine, and every week we, you know, we go back and forth and end up realizing that I was right all along. You know, I mean, it is what it is. But shout out to everybody who checked out last week's show. Um, Super Bowl Sunday has passed. The the world champions now reside in Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions. Matt Stafford, after years and years in 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 the in just rotting, years and years of rotting in Detroit, all those bad teams, the teams. Uh, how many times did Bro go zero uh, and sixteen? How many three win seasons did Matt Stafford? Uh, oh, that was a lot of them. A lot of a lot of those two, three, four win seasons. A lot of lot of bad years in Detroit. Yeah. Well now he's got a Super Bowl ring. Now I remember now you and I weren't hosting a show together at that point. But I remember doing doing a show after our Eagles won the Super Bowl where I talked about you know, pe- Eagles who were forgiving. Eagles that caught Eagles that I was willing to forgive once they got that Super Bowl ring. I want to kind of flip it for you as we as we jump into this conversation. Does this for, for Matt Stafford, does this make everything worth it? After all the years in Detroit, now you are a Super Bowl champion. Now you have a Super Bowl ring. Now you are one of the the fifty-six quarterbacks who have been on a win who who Won a Super Bowl. Well, your your name is, is it all gravy now? Oh, he's won one of the fifty-six Super Bowls, but it's definitely not fifty-six guys that got. Well, yeah, not not fifty-six guys, but fifty-six. You know, fifty-six but games, fifty-six quarters. Would, you know, but I would say this from from Stafford's perspective. He probably feels like it was all work. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean his entire career has been validated in everyone else's eyes? Mm, probably not. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of but course. as I mean, far think... as he's concerned, he can feel like he's silenced all the doubters who said he's not the problem. If he's really that good, why are they going 0 16, only winning two, three games? There were a lot of questions. So for him personally, I believe 
Matthew Stafford with feels like he silenced it out of us. Whether or not that's actually true is a different conversation. Well, what about what is it for you? Has has your opinion of well? Because honestly, I mean, let's be real. You and I don't talk a lot of Matt Stafford, and we never talked a lot of Detroit Lions on this show. But well, what what has your opinion? What was your opinion of Matt Stafford before Sunday's game, and has that changed at all after the result? My opinion of Matt Stafford is still pretty much the same. Okay, he's a very talented quarterback who I don't believe has the makeup to carry a team. But he wasn't in a situation where he had to carry a team. Mm-hmm. He was in a situation where go out there, do your job, and you got all these guys around you that can make plays. You got Cooper Cup. You had Odell Beckham for part of the game before he went down with the knee injury. You were, and even with that, it was still twenty to sixteen late in the game. Mm-hmm. You and so it's not like. Matt Stafford went out there and lit it up. He had two two interceptions. Um, it wasn't a perfect game from Stafford. And if Burrow has, I don't know if you saw the replay of that final fourth and one. But if Burrow had an extra half a second, that's a touchdown. So. That offensive line from Cincy, who we all knew was bad going in, mm-hmm. let Aaron Donald do what Aaron Donald does in the most critical moment. And yeah, Donald Donald was an animal. Donald was an animal. That like, he took over that game in the fourth yeah. quarter when it needed to be won. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't look at Stafford and think. Oh yeah, he just carried a team to the Super Bowl. I look at Stafford and say he was part of a Super Bowl team. Like he's one of those guys you look at and say, "Well, if you put a good enough team around him, he can win." But he's not, you know, the guy you want to carry a team. And I still feel that way. Mm-hmm. So what did you what did you think of the game? I feel like for the first time in a long in a long time, I watched the game and I really didn't have a dog in the fight. You know, I, I didn't have any expectations. I know we said at the end of the game, I, I had said that I called the Rams winning, but I wouldn't have been shocked and wouldn't have been angry if we if we got together for this show and the result went the other way. Whatever. I mean, I said opposite because I picked Cincy, but I was the first one to say there's no logical reason for Cincy. The Rams have a better team. Mm-hmm. It's just something about this kid, girl, I like. Yeah. It's, you know, and I and I saw nothing from Burrow that makes me want to change that. Mm-hmm. No, I, that's how I feel about him. I, I, I. If Cincy tools that, he tools that all his line this offseason, they can be right back. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think they got something right by you had a you had a quarterback 
whose rookie season was ended by injury. You come back, you get this man uh, a stud number one, bona fide number one wide receiver in Chase. Mm-hmm. You know, that offensive line got him beat up. But it's like you 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 saw what happens when you saw what happens when you get this man a weapon. Let me ask you a question though. Say they gone the other way. Rather than get a weapon, they got an offensive lineman who rather than having a guy who gets open in one, two seconds, you now have two, three seconds to let everybody get open. I think Burrow is just that kind of kid where if you put real high-end talent around him, he'll make it work. I I I, I agree. I, I I agree. I'm. You're not gonna get as much as I like arguing with you. I'm, you're not gonna get too many. Like you know, you know, I'm not. I was just I'm just taking that opposite perspective. I just, you, that, I, that's how high Joe Burrow is. Yeah, I, I, I think had they went had they went offensive line, had they went offensive line, I, I think that's that's one of those cases where he might get you the same result differently. Mm-hmm. Where you know, there, I, I'm I am not going to say that without Chase, if, if you took away Chase and added an offensive line, he's not still getting you to the Super Bowl. But I think now that you have Chase. If you add an offensive line, he's put Joe Burrow is that kind of is that type of quarterback who's going to keep his team in that conversation for years to come. Absolutely, I think I, I think like, they have at least a two to three year window mm-hmm. going forward where they can compete for Super Bowls. I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I'm gonna throw this name out here. Like, like look at Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm not talking about the results that he's had over the last couple of years, but you look at where what you thought of the Packers after they won that first Super Bowl, where it was like year after year, you know whether or not the Packers had a good team or not, you know aside from what they actually did, when you're talking about the best teams in the NFC, the Packers were always there. You always, you know, he's that type of he. He was the type of player that always kept you in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's, he was always that's, winning somewhere in the eleven to thirteen game yeah, range. Exactly. You know Probably what? what his division, get at least to the second round of playoffs. Even though it's been the one Super Bowl, you've always been in the conversation. Oh, and and I think Joe Burrow is that type of you know is that type of quarterback. Whereas, like now, you see you you've you've seen a glimpse of what they can be. You get mm-hmm. this man an offensive line where this man does not spend the rest of his days running for his life, taking hits. You know, you give this man some time; he's going to be a surgeon back there. So you're gonna you're talking about Joe Burrow and the you know you you might not so, be calling them the the bungles for another you know ten years. So I have a question. Okay. Kind of a, it's kind of a sidebar. Okay. Um. So, being able to see everything you saw from a second-year quarterback who's coming back for 
major knee injury in his rookie year. How does that make you feel about Jalen Hurts, who's also in from that same draft? Because because people always say Hurts can get better, Hurts can get better. How much like when you look at Burrow and look at Hurts, like should I see more from Hurts right now? It doesn't change because I think it, it doesn't it doesn't change my my view of Hurts. And that's and I don't think that's honestly me overvaluing Hertz. I just think Hertz is who he is. Okay, just and, you know, it was, I think that it is who it is who he is. And I still think like the I feel like the Eagles have a have a lot to do around him. There's still the formula has not changed. I feel like you know there is still time for this team to get better. And make a quarterback change if that needs to happen. Okay. Um, where, so you, where, said, there's still, so you oh. said there's still a lot for the Eagles to do around them. Mm-hmm. All right? And I'm not saying you're wrong. Look at what was just on the offensive side of the ball. Compare mm-hmm. what was around Jalen Hurts to what was around Joe Burrow. Which unit would you prefer? I th- I'll put it to you like this. I mean, I- I'm not going to kid you and sit here and, and, and say that Jalen Hurst is better than Joe Burrow. You know? No, I mean, I don't think that's really even the debate. No, and, 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 and honestly, if you put Joe Burrow on the Eagles, you know, you, like, you know, you, yeah, you give, you give Joe Burrow, you give Joe Burrow Jalen Hurts' offensive line. Mm-hmm. And, and, and quite frankly, if you gave Joe and Burrow. If you Smith gave, and Dallas Goddard and Quinn and, Yeah. You know, you. And, and you the gave Eagles Joe running game. Yeah. That's why I asked the question. The, like, what was around Joe Burrow was not great. Mm-hmm. Yes, you had Jamar Chase. Yes, T. Higgins had a good year as well. But beyond that, and Joe Mixon is a solid running back playing behind a bad offensive line. So that kind of reduces his productivity as well. So let me so, ask you this. Let me, let me ask you this. If you're the Eagles, do you call the Bengals up offering Andre Dillard? Absolutely. I don't, I don't know if you saw that tweet, but I tweeted that after the Bengals – Second playoff game, I believe it was. Okay. I put that out there. I was like, am I the only Eagles fan who's wondering what the Bengals would pay for Andre Dillard in offseason? If you give me a third round pick, I'm happy. And Dillard is a guy who showed himself to at least be serviceable when he <laughs> get, at, get in the game at left tackle. When he was the right tackle as a rookie, a position he wasn't from, comfortable with. Yeah, we weren't sure like this guy might be a bust. Honestly, if Jeremiah Lotta was not such a physical freak, I think Andre Diller would have played left tackle and nobody would have complained about him. No, not not at all. Not at all. I, I mean, I, they got one in my lot. 
And that was something they saw. Mm-hmm. They, that, that that was something that they saw a long time they ago. They got lucky. And, yeah, yeah, they got yeah. lucky. Let's be honest. They took a flyer on guy in the sixth, seventh round that the holy passed on at least five times. And said, well, he's there. He's 6'8", 390. Let's take a shot. And it paid, but and, it paid out, and, and paid the huge dividends. It worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. It definitely worked. All right, L.A. Rams. Did you uh? Did you watch uh? Did you watch uh any of their uh victory parade today? Um. Pieces of it here and did, there. Did you see the shirt that the owner had on? <laughs> the one reference to the draft. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The shirt the GM had on that references Jack. Was, was that the G? Was that the GM or was that the owner? That was the GM. That was the GM. What'd you think of that shirt? I think. I think if I were the GM, I might be tempted to wear a simple shirt because everyone's always questioning. Well, what if you don't win? You just mortgage your future, and now you. And his his sentiment was simple: forget those picks. You know, we're trying to win rings. That wasn't his sentiment. His sentiment was, uh, was I quite. I said his lead. sentiment, not his words. <laughs> his sentiment was simple: uh, forget those picks. I, I, those I, were I, not his words. Those were not the words, Ultra. No, I I think honestly. It, it, it's like, but but I get it. Mm-hmm. And 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 let me ask you this now, because you you like me, you know you were a long suffering Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I feel like mm-hmm. it was a question that we have all asked ourselves plenty of times, up until the moment that the Eagles actually won the Super Bowl, because I feel like. Before we won the Super Bowl, and there were teams that we didn't like, like you know, you, there there were times like recent memory. Recent memory, I'll go with uh, I, I will go with the Giants because they were the last NFC East team other than the Eagles to win a championship. Where both times they won their championship, they didn't make the playoffs the following season. And there was, and I felt like there was always a sentiment. And I heard it from Giants fans. I heard it from Redskins fans. I heard it from Cowboys fans. When, you know, when when you would make fun of them when they lost, they would always be like, man, well, at least we got our, at least we got our rings. At least we got our championship. And I was, and I always wondered what I would feel like when our time came. Like, would I be cool with the Eagles being bad for a long period of time if we could get a Super Bowl ring first? My question to you is, all right, as the Rams go, they got they they got their ring. They won their championship. The criticism had always been when it came to their picks is they're mortgaging their future. They now have their ring. They have their championship. At some point, these aging veterans that they have have to go. 
they have no draft, you know, they have no draft capital to replace them. If the you know, if the Rams eventually go on a prolonged period of mediocrity, are you still cool? You know, how cool are you? How you know how satisfied are you? You still got your you know you got that championship in 2022. I mean, well, let's look at it from our perspective. We got our championship in 2017, and then pretty much seen steady regression and mediocrity since. Yeah. So, I, I do you I feel gotta, like 2017 was still worth it? I, well, 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 I'll. You will never hear me say I'm. You will never hear me say I, I, I would. You know, I would not give up 2017. But I will tell you right, one no, thing. Here's my question: mm-hmm. would, would you have given up 2017 to, in order to have had more Andy Reid light run instead, where you were in championship games every year, went to the Super Bowl but never won one? No, 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 not at all. But I, exactly. I, will, I will say this. I will say this. You know, it, it was like. And although I felt that way, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I, I I would not give up that. I'm not giving up that Super Bowl win for anything. And it's worth. It, it, it's worth. But I'm that's saying the, that's always the goal is the championship. Yeah, Every, yeah. Anything yeah. short, you, you but, know me. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I'm saying is you know me and you know how my mind works. The goal of the game no. is winning. Mm-hmm. I understand Everything what I'm saying. Is, <laughs> The I will say this, and this is how my attitude had kind of changed after winning. It's like I'm not giving up that championship. There is no argument as to yeah, I would have rather than win a championship. Yeah. We won a championship, but I'm saying that exactly. championship didn't help how I felt last season when we went four and twelve. No, I was I was still mad. I still wanted mm-hmm. somebody to go. I, you know, it was like I was happy. I was happy. You know, I, I, I will be. I was. I was eternally grateful for what Doug, Carson, and Howie were all able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I wanted all three of them gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and changes. And all needed. that being said, with how bad you were and how you wanted the ball gone, me too. We I wouldn't would give it back that championship. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly. and honestly, and honestly, that's I'm, how I'm much a championship means. And and honestly, I'm gonna keep it real. That's what make Cowboys fans losers. <laughs> that's what make cow because Cowboys fans is oh at least we still you know we still got our championship from the nineties. At least we yeah. got a you know back. 25 years ago when I was two, three years old, you know, whatever, I whatever. Still got most, I still got most of that NFC championship game on VHS. My mom had taped over some of it with Alf. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 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 Like, yeah, I still got my last. I still got that Super Bowl win from 1996. Mm-hmm. Um tape ran out because I put it in SP so I don't have the fourth quarter of the game. I forgot to put it in extended play. Uh, not the standard play mistake. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. But, oh, goodness. Uh, uh, all in all, what, but what would you grade that uh, Super Bowl? 
I actually enjoyed the game. I know, like, for most of us, it's teams we don't care about, and it's not, you know, this, all the star power that we're used to. It's not Tom Brady. It's not Patrick Mahomes and all these guys. But I enjoyed the game. Yeah, it was a good game. I thought it was a fun game. Yes. And I think anyone who's actually a fan of football. Yeah. Yes. 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 Agree. Came out Agreed. of the game feeling entertained. Agree. Agree. Very much. Uh, absolutely the same sentiment. And, 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 and it was cool. It was a cool watch. I, I liked it. I was entertained by it. You know, I, I'm pulling for. I mean, it's what you asked for. Two minutes left in the game. The game. The 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 end result is still up for grabs. Fourth quarter, the game is up for grabs. You know, you don't you don't have your big blowouts. Mm-hmm. It's not you know a, a lopsided game. It wasn't that you know there there were there were big plays. There were moments of drama. There were moments of drama. Yes. I, I, I will take that. It, it was a very good game. Very, you know, I I, I was cool. What do you think of the halftime show? Were you were you entertained? Were you entertained by the halftime show? The halftime show was solid. I don't have complaints about the halftime show, mm-hmm. but I'm also not out here running around as one screaming. It's the greatest halftime show of all time. No, like it, it wasn't. It don't like I'm. Nothing bad to say about the halftime show. It was a good show. And I, it was enjoyable. But, you know, and, and a fifty-year-old rap concert always is going to not have that same energy as the guys we remember when they were in their twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know that may work for some for some other genres a little better than it does for rap. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is the best? Ha- what was the best halftime show? Do you have a favorite? What What, what was your favorite? Personal favorite mm-hmm. is when Purple Ray, Purple mm-hmm. Ray, yes, was being yes. sung mm-hmm. in, in the rain. Ray. In the rain, it was. It was in the rain. Yes, but because of the lighting, the rain looked, looked purple. purple. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Like that's a uh, legendary moment. Yeah, like, yeah. Not, um, I think I don't know if everyone's old enough to remember this, but I think Michael Jackson had a good halftime. I thought I, 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 I will always, I, I respect Michael Jackson because I feel like the decision to go to him was a mm-hmm. game changer. That was like the the first Michael Jackson was like the first big celebrity halftime show. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you look back before Michael Jackson, they were still bringing out marching bands and 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 dance troops. And, and, That's why you have to mention Michael Jackson because yeah. he made the halftime show mad. And 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 it's like you it, it's twofold because. Just like you have to mention Michael Jackson, you have to mention Keenan Ivory Wayans. Because the year before they went to Michael Jackson, that was the year in Living Color did the halftime, the Super Bowl halftime show on Fox when it wasn't on another network. 
and, and they were killing their ratings. And it, they killed it. Everyone turned away from the Super Bowl, went to uh, and Living Colors, and went to a Living Color halftime show, and they came back to the Super Bowl, which was a stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. And they killed and the ratings. They and they exactly. And so they knew they couldn't afford to lose those ratings anymore. So they came back hard. They was like, "How do how do we make it so they don't do that again?" And they was like, "There's only one guy I know to call, Mike, MJ." That's how you know you the goat. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how you know you the. That's how you know you the goat. When you're just like they were like, "Look, man, we can't we can't have that again." I don't even think Fox had the NFL yet. I don't think they Fox may have had. had the, I don't think I, they did, because if they had the NFL, I don't think they would have taken the risk of angering yeah. a partner like that. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But none. But nonetheless, they was like, <laughs> the networks is like, we can't have mm-hmm. any kids. So, yeah, so I've got print, I've got Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and more recently, I think Bruno Mars had a great for halftime show. I think that was... I thought Bruno, Bruno Mars, because he also brought out Beyonce for his show, too. Beyonce and, ah, uh, golly, who else was it? I can't, I can't remember. Was it Maroon 5 or, or, or some, some some group? But 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 nonetheless, mm-hmm. Bruno Mars was good. I thought Beyonce, I thought Beyonce's performance, when Beyonce was the, was, was the headliner, was a good show. So I know I, I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm not her biggest fan. What are you about to say? I'm not her biggest fan. You're not who? You're not Beyonce's biggest fan? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, look, you, you just, I, I know you got to tread lightly. I think she, I, think she, I got to tread lightly because you know the hive will come for us. The hive will absolutely come for us. Well, you know, and the hive will absolutely come for us. But it, it all in all, all, all in all, but, all in all, it, it was. the word cover, but, right? Hmm? If you put the word cover, yes, and remove the C, mm-hmm. and then follow the word by graded, oh, but remove oh, the G. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying that, man. See, see, now, now, see, you could, all you had to, had you just stopped it. I'm not her biggest <laughs> fan. We would have been good, you know. I'm don't don't. don't <laughs> now we're in trouble. Don't now, do now we're in trouble. Don't do that. <laughs> But nonetheless, the halftime show was still good. I, I I was entertained. I was trying to do my fake seawall. I can't do it. I, I I be trying though. I'm old and I'm fat, and I can't do it. But I, I you know, mm-hmm. I, I I try. You know, and, and it did what it did what it was supposed to do. Had the old pe you know the old people, and when I say old people, I mean our age. You know, you know, the 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 forty. The halftime show is always going to be comfortable for middle-aged men. Yes. Because that's like it or not, that's the money demographic for the NFL. Yes. So I was definitely, I was, I, I was definitely, fe- I was feeling it. My my daughter was and, looking at me like, dad, has you, lo- like, if you don't sit down. But let's remember, we're, we're, we're at a generation now where the middle-aged men grew up on hip-hop. Yes. 
and and yeah. that's men of all races. I'm not saying middle aged black men. I mean middle aged men of all yeah. races grew up on hip hop at, yeah. at this point. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we're at a point where you'll probably see more rappers in the future doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think come back with another rapper next year, but oh no, no, you, no, 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 because no. you have to. You know, you have a diverse audience, so no. Next year, you got to diversify your. You, you, well, yeah, you, 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 because you still got some, you know, some, some, some critics. So you know, next year will probably be like Kid Rock or something. You I mean, know, I mean that's just D- fair, honestly. When you got that large, that diverse audience, yeah, you got to have something for everybody. Listen, gotta, that, as long as we're as, as long as we're including everybody, I'm okay with having something for everybody. It's all good. It's all good, you know. Hey man, yeah, we gotta we gotta switch gears though, man. We gotta switch gears, man, because after after the Super Bowl and football season's now over, only one still, thing left. There's only one thing left, and that's the round. Well, there's ball. two things left, because hockey's still here, but not in Philly. Not in Philly. There's not no hockey in Philly. No, we 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 can't. I I I can't. Not even in good. Yeah. And and it's a shame because our you know our good friend Caitlin Hemsley she wants to come on the show and talk hockey but I'm, I'm like Caitlin I, I, I want to have her to talk I, I, I want to have you on the show but no I, I can't I I gotta talk uh, we can talk basketball because there's still a lot going on besides the fact that the Sixers got absolutely obliterated on Tuesday but there's still oh that was ugly yeah yeah that, yeah, that was maximum ugly. That was, I mean, that's that. That was ugly. Taking it back to the process days, like I thought, Tony Roten and 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 Isaiah Cannon were gonna come out after, you know. Oh, not Cannonball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, we talked about it last week. We gotta talk about it a little bit more, and we gotta talk about the future of the Sixers. And when we talk basketball. There's a guy I like to go to. He's making his return to the Jonesy and Brown show. It's my man, the head coach, the head guy in charge of basketball and a whole lot of other things over at Ben Franklin High School. Now, if you drove, when was the last time you've been at, uh, at, at, at Broad Spring Garden? Because they're doing big things over there at Ben Franklin, man. That school's coming up, man. It's looking nice. It's looking real lovely. Last time it's, I drove by Broad and Spring Garden? Mm-hmm. Today. It, today. You saw, so you see what's going on over there. I see what's going on. You see what's going on over there. So let's bring in my man. Let's bring in my homie, my man, 50 grand. He's, a lot's going on. Coach Ron Sizer, what's happening, Coach? What's good? What's uh, up, brothers? Jonesy and Brown, what's happening? Man, uh, it's it's good to have you, coach. Always good to have you on the show, man. Always good to see you. Man, what first of all, what what is, what is going on? First, t- tell us how what, what happened with your season this year. Oh man, our season eventually came to an end real early. We had the uh, vaccination came and all mm-hmm. high school players had to be vaccinated to play. So a lot of parents wasn't around with it. And unfortunately we didn't have a full team. So we mm. pulled the season at one and one, very disappointing. Oh man, oh man. Well, th- 
unfortunately, that's the bad news. But I know there's still a lot of good news going on. A lot of things happening. I, I talked okay. to you earlier to earlier today, and you said there's a lot of good things happening coming out of Ben Franklin High School. Y'all doing a lot of good things with the kids. Real quick, why don't you speak on uh, a couple of the things you got coming up? All right, so you know we're a CTE school, right? Yes. Career technical mm -hmm. education. We got welding, machining, CAD, culinary, naval JROTC, electrician, plumbing, carpentry. We got a lot of things going on, right? Mm -hmm. So we linked up with the naval yard down Philly in the Navy of the United States. Shout out to them. And they signed on with us for the next five years to hire all our graduates. Oh, that's amazing. Major. Not only are they hiring them, but they're hiring them at fifty-two thousand a year, my brother. Oh my! So I mean, look, I mean, understand That's if if big. understand what's That's going on. You're. I, I don't, so your, so I, students I, I, are coming. So students, students are coming out, out of high school, school get 50, with opportunities to get actual survivable income. Without taking on loads of debt to do it. So let me let me tell you how we mixed it with sports though. Mm -hmm. So on May 25th, this is our first year. On okay. May 25th, we have a signing day. We're just like our high school athletes sign on to college. Our mm -hmm. kids come with their families and they'll throw on the naval hat mm -hmm. and they'll sign that uh job offer front of the cameras and everything. We got the news on board, so it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just want to show these kids that going to the trade straight to work is, needs to be glorified just like anything else, right? Exactly. So, absolutely. absolutely. That's a viable life option for a very, very productive life. That is a very, that, that's very big. Yeah, yeah. Very big. Hey, my brother. Very big, very big. I mean, it's like, for I, I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm being honest with you, I am trying to think, of at what point out of high school I had a fifty thousand dollar job, year, you know, a, a year mm -hmm. job, you know, yeah. and you. I mean, a lot of people coming out of college with a hundred plus thousand dollars in debt, yeah. but struggling to get a fifty thousand dollar a year job coming out. Yeah. Oh, look, man. You know, I. I man. Are are sustainable work? There's actually been career training associated with this. Yeah. There's, so it's a skilled trade, not just, you know, some scam-type job that will disappear from underneath them. No, this no, is a trade no. they could take with them for the rest of their life. Forever. That's what it's about, getting them a career, right? And uh, the Navy and, you know, the government, they, they signed on to make 12 submarines. So it mm. takes seven years to make one. So I'm talking years of employment here. And they'll mm -hmm. be making the submarines, whether it's inside running wires or setting the deck for the for the crew, or outside machining or welding, or everybody will be working on the submarines. That's a good thing. Y'all yeah. doing some y'all y'all doing some good things. I applaud you, brother. I applaud you, man. For real, that's 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 dope. And as that's of right dope. now, a hundred percent of our seniors have been hired. Oh wow, that's, that's yeah, great. One hundred percent. Been hired already. Hired. Oh yeah, you doing job. good things with job. Doing good things for the kids. Like no basketball. That's all right. Coach still gonna do some good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. No bet. You no. know, <laughs> destroy, destroying the myth that 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 sports is all you have going for you. You know, people. You know, mm -hmm. too many people come up thinking the only way out, the only way they can provide 
is through athletics. And athletics is good. There's no reason to downplay it, you know. You know, mm-hmm. if you can, if you can, you can. But to know that, you know, if if that doesn't work out, you're gonna graduate with a job. Yeah. There's a job right there. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's all right, man. I, I, yeah. I applaud you, brother. I salute you, man. For real. I, all right, so so with with the with the good, let's go let's go back to the we we talked about the bad, we've talked about the good. Let's let, let's go to to the pitiful, which is which is which is the former number two five for the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh. Oh. I'm number I'm he's number ten. I'm I'm glad I got the both of you here. Because the both of you have played competitive basketball at a high level. Both of you have coached basketball at a high level. And both of you have are, you know, well versed in team sports. And this is a question that has kind of been on my mind this week. And I want both of your opinion. I want to start with you, Ron, and then Jonesy, I want you to jump in and tell me your opinion as well. I'm watching all I'm watching the footage and news stories of Ben Simmons as he gets acclimated to the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. And he's smiling and he's giving pounds out. He's shaking hands and he's all happy and every, you know, like everything's good. And my thought is if you're Seth Curry and you're Andre Drummond, Mm -hmm. you understand that this is a business. But the fact of the matter is you have spent, the two of them have spent all season in Philadelphia grinding, battling, working while Ben Simmons was home. Now everything is good. Even though that's your teammate, that's still your teammate, that's still, you know, you still have a relationship. How do you, how are they supposed to feel when they see him now that he's traded? Everything's good, everything, you know what I mean? It's all good. Every, I'm happy now after they've been grinding all season. How do you feel when you see a teammate doing that? And I'll, 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 Ron, I'll, I'm going to start with you, Coach. Hey, man, the boy can play some basketball, so they just ready to play ball. You know, I don't, I don't think the personal feeling is really in it, you know, at okay. that level. You know what I mean? Unless they, they're not like hanging out every night, like they got families and stuff they go home to, right? So they playing basketball. That's all they ready to do is play ball in my mind, man. I don't think Curry is mad at Ben or, you know, personal, like us, you know, we looking from the outside in. We like, how can you not be? But the man is just playing basketball. He know he's going to have a better chance to win We've been on the floor. Now you got KD. So, I mean, Curry might be kind of happy too, right? Okay. Yeah, fair, I mean, fair enough. I, I, I agree with Coach. Like, that's one of those situations where if if I have my five, my my best friends that I go to go over to 52nd Parkside every, every week in the summer and – my point guard decides he wants to leave our team and go play with the guys we battle with. Yeah, I'm gonna take that personal. But NBA's a business, trades and all this happen every time. If the guy so at that point, if he gets to the Brooklyn and starts you start seeing some familiar shenanigans, yeah, you'll be like you might see, yeah, this guy. Hmm. But as long as he comes out and does his job and is playing hard. I don't think you'll hear much of it from Curry or Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I, it rubbed me the wrong way. 
But I'm the but I'm I'm like this. I'm I'm you know that, that that's just not my lane. You know, and and I put it out there and and I, I put it out there on Twitter and the response was pretty much in line with what both of you said. Like it's business, yeah, it's, it's ball, it is what it is. And 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 that's one of them situations where you know, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, for me, I, I, I might be a little bit tight, but also, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the one not playing. You know, you know, for, for me, and and it's like this whole thing because I, I've been a Ben Simmons supporter. I, I've, 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 you know, yeah, this whole too. thing, and this whole thing has just left just the worst taste in my mouth. I can't remember the last time a, a, a Philly dude, a, a, a Philly dude, a Philly drafted dude mm-hmm. has made me this angry. <laughs> on the way out. Markel Fultz. Well, no. Carson Wentz. Wentz. Well, well I've been lately. It's been a It seems to be a thing with this generation. Like, if I'm not happy, I'm I'm transferring out. It's happening in high school, college. Right now, the transfer portal in college is crazy, right? So Mm -hmm. it's just happening. You know what I mean? This is the way it is now. So we got we're old, right? I heard Mm -hmm. y'all talk about middle-aged men and the show and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. We're the middle-aged men. Mm -hmm. We 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 don't understand these young boys, man. Mm -hmm. But you gotta give them that room to do what they do. They like to switch up. That's what they do. And so, it's, a, it's definitely a generation that's used to instant satis- satisfaction. And if they feel like if they don't have that instant gratification, it's time to move on to somewhere where I can get that, or I believe I can get that instant mm-hmm. gratification. Mm-hmm. That's just this generation. No, 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 you, you, no, you, you, you're absolutely right. And it's like, it's this generation, and I just feel like the the way it went down, like, like with with Wentz, Wentz was one thing, but I just feel like this 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 Simmons thing was what well, well, was worse. Whereas like Wentz wanted to leave, and I was honestly like, all right, dude, then peace, huh? Peace, mm-hmm. yeah. so sorry they work out. You 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 want you you want a jet? I, all right, then cool. But with Simmons, you know, at, at first I'm like, it doesn't have to be this difficult. And the thing about it is, as I I fall in line with the people who were like, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily ready to to say he was faking when he was talking about his mental health issues. Okay. I'm not sure if I I might I'm not sure if I believe it or not, but I'm not gonna come did, out did here his, and call. Did you see his press conference? And he was yes. introduced in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm like based I, on what he said. It's not. It's not really mental health. It's just I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. And I wanted to start over. That's what he said. He wasn't himself. And I, I guess. To, but oh, go, go ahead, man. Let me ask you. Let me ask you real quick. Now he had gave up on the team, right? Whether it's mental health, whatever. What do you think made him do that? What what was it? The pressure from the team, from the fans, from the reporters? Like, was it all of that? What what, what really pushed him to the limit? Let me ask you that. What you think? 
my honest opinion, mm-hmm. my honest opinion, and I haven't actually said this out loud to anyone, like, I don't think he ever wanted to be in Philly. And once he secured his max extension, you started to see his play regress almost in an intentional effort to force his way out. Because you can only get the max extension from the team that paid you. Once he yeah. took that, you started seeing regression in his play. I mean, fair. I, I think now, like hindsight, man, twenty twenty. You know, I, I I see it a little bit more now, and and mm-hmm. and, and I will, and Jonesy, I give you your credit because you, that is something that you have been saying, and you and you you said it you you have said it to me before. You know, just talking yeah, about. I haven't said it on the air, but I've said it in private. Yeah, I don't think he's ever wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, yes, we we have talked about this before, and maybe I was just you know maybe I was just blind. I was just naive because I'm I'm just you, you had said it. I, I I thought you was full of crap. I'm like whatever, man. We're gonna be all right. You know, he's gonna work through it. He's gonna get in the gym. All these little Instagram videos where he's shooting jumpers in the gym. Yeah. He's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be cool. He's gonna light it up, and it's. It, He's a New York, yeah. LA, Miami kind of guy. He wants that big city superstar feel. Like he just gives off that impression to me, where he wants that kind of lifestyle. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the LA, New York, Miami lifestyle. Well, I mean, if if that is the case, then I think he is in he is in the perfect position mm-hmm. because he's mm-hmm. he's in Brook he's in Brooklyn where he can he can enjoy all the. All the 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 benefits of living in the biggest market in the country, yeah. without yep. all the pressure, because the pressure falls on the Knicks. Yeah. No matter what, New York is a Knicks city, mm-hmm. and you know, and nobody, you know, because I mean honestly, and and, and and I mean honestly, because the two of y'all are two of the biggest basketball fans I know. Do you know any Nets fans? Not people who wear the gear. Not people who you know like who like KD. Not you know not 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 stuff like what, that. Do like, you do you know a what. true blue Nets fan? I legit know what he's a Nets and Jets fan. Okay, I I, I, you know what? I do have one. They from uh, Brick City, Newark. Okay. Uh huh. So they they, they was a Nets fan he's when they was. When... He was new. He's not Nets and Giants. He's Nets yeah. and Jets. Yeah, you know, you too. You're right. Yeah, I got it. I got uh-huh. one game that's that's definitely. Yeah, there are whole guys like that floating yeah. around. So yeah, you 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 are two, you are two guys, you are two <laughs> guys. You know, two, two guys who, who who breathe basketball. Two guys who, Ron, Ron, I've known you since the first grade. So you know. Me and you've been arguing basketball since since, since Bobby Jones and 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 Doctor J. Since we was puppies, yeah. Since we since we was kids. Where where where, where me and me and Ron used to play like seven on seven half court basketball. <laughs> but but the the fact that both of you and all your basketball knowledge, each of you know one Nets fan each. <laughs> And there's a good, and there's a good chance that it's the same guy. There's, there's a good guy. If we tell, if, if y'all, if y'all carry this conversation further, it's the same guy. 
That's I don't know about that. I don't know. I wasn't oh, man. Yeah, I got, the, the Nets got fans, man. They got, yeah. they got fans. I went to Brooklyn for some boxing matches. They out there in Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. I know y'all hooping out there. They got some tough high schools out there, too, man. They, they, they got some I, tough high schools. They they got some tough high schools. They play in a nice arena. They're going to sell the arena out every, you know, uh, night after night. You know, people are going to buy the merch. People are going to buy the gear. But I, I, I don't know any Nets fans. But the, but but the point the point that I'm trying to make is that Ben Simmons now gets to be in New York. He is in New York. He can do everything that you imagine you can do in New York without the pressure to win. Because no matter you you saw last year. Just how New York was when the when the Knicks made the playoffs, and you could say you could look at that Knicks team and say, "Hey, man, you know what? They, you know they made the playoffs, but you knew the Knicks were overachieving. Yeah, yeah. You knew the Knicks were playing over their heads, and they got to the playoffs, and now they Trey Young has now become Trey Young became became Reggie Miller in New York. That's yeah. the difference. That's the difference between Philly. And New York right now. When Trey Young came to New York and beat the Knicks, New York is New York hates Trey Young. How many Philly people really hate Trey Young after the we put all our hatred towards Ben Simmons after that series? It was Ben Simmons. It, it was Simmons' fault. I ain't gonna say that. Well, my hand all, is up. You hated, my, my you, hated Trey, is you, up. you hated Trey Trey Young after that series? I, I mean, you know how I felt about his game before that series, so well, that, that's because you. Well, well I, I mean, I, that that I get. Ball, man, put that thing on the ground too. Yeah, I, he can, he can, he has all the talent. That's not the question. I just think he makes bad decisions. Okay, but he got it. He got. He got all the talent. No question about his talent. Well, your vitriol towards Trey Young was before the series. Whereas New York Knicks fans didn't really necessarily care about Trey Young until he came in and kicked the Knicks out the playoffs. Now they hate Trey Young. Now Trey Young is next. To, now Trey Young is next to Reggie Miller. Yeah, he's on the hated list right next to Mike and Reggie. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But the fact of the matter is, it's like it. As even with, even with. The, the the Nets having their big three. The Nets had Kyrie, you had KD, you had James Harden, and an average Knicks team still own that city. Man. Mm-hmm. Still own that city. So if you're Ben Simmons, you're good. You're Ben Simmons. It's, it's like Ben Simmons can come up there and, and Ben he, Simmons. He's in a go, pressure-free environment. Pressure-free environment. Ben Simmons can be the exact same Ben Simmons he was in Philly because the the fact of the matter is, what did you like? Like, but the Ben Simmons. It was the first option. Or what was he? A second option here? Third option? Look like, for points from Ben. Probably, probably <laughs> like, for, for for points, he was probably the fourth option. You know, there was Embiid, there was Tobias, there was Seth, then there was Ben for for well, for points ben, at least. Ben had the ball. The he ball in his hands. He was a prior decision maker, playmaker. They, they won't have in Brooklyn. Kyrie going to have the ball. Durant going. He's going to have the freedom to play the four. Out my opinion, they and and no pressure on scoring. Rebound, 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Run the floor, mm-hmm. play some defense. Like, they're not going to let him play the point guard. I, I, I'm 100% sure on that. He can push the ball sometimes, but that Not in the half court. Like, he might get a rebound, bring the ball up sometimes, but in half court, he's they're not giving him the ball to run the offense in half court. Now, we but, put a lot of demand on, like, you got to run the offense. We need you to be the number one point scorer guy, this and that. So that was a big difference right there. That was a big and, difference. And, I, and oh, one sorry, thing I would say, though, real quick, I do honestly hope that Ben Simmons is not going to New York expecting their media to be any easier on them than Philly is. Because, you know, Philly media always gets that bad rap. We're so tough. We we hate our players. We mm-hmm. drive them out of the city and all this, that, and the other. New York and Boston are just as bad. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, and I, I, you know, not even to go to go fully down that road because the three, you know, we know that because that's the mm-hmm. low hanging fruit. You can go, you know, sports talk radio is the same in in, in New York and Boston and Baltimore and DC as it is in Philly. You know, you travel up and down the road. There, you go to every, you go to every city. On 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 the ninety five corridor, from Boston all the way down to D.C., maybe even Richmond, Virginia. You turn on Sports Talk Radio, you gonna hear somebody telling you we need to trade one of our star players. We need to blow up the team every season. Uh, this guy's a bum. Maybe we need to draft this guy. You know, you you gonna hear that no matter no matter what it is. I remember, bro. I was in Springfield, Massachusetts. I was in Springfield, Massachusetts, and this is like right after when 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 the Celtics still had their big three. And I remember them still talking about like, oh man, we don't need KG, you know, <laughs> 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 so, you know, stuff stuff like that. Just silly stuff. Sports talk radio is what it is. It's yeah. it's, it's low hanging fruit. I just feel like I, I feel like. The media, it's going. I, I think as long as as long as the Knicks are treading water, you know, the Nets are going to fall under the radar. There's going to be pressure, but not, you know. I I think Ben will be all right, and I think honestly, when you look at what the Sixers were with Ben Simmons, with the Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, with that, with them as their core. Mm-hmm. You knew that you knew they were going to win upwards of about fifty games a year. Yeah, yeah, they were going to win a first round series and, and and then probably fade out in the second round. Mm-hmm. You know, I think honestly, you know, if if that's what Brooklyn is, you know, it, it, that's at, at the I, like that's the floor for Brooklyn. <laughs> Man, Brooklyn. Brooklyn has no like they want to win the championship, but like you said, it's all about the Knicks. So with no pressure on the team, and then Ben really being put to the fore, so he's not even getting pressure, like like as a, as a game plan. Mm-hmm. Ben's about to live life. He's happy. He can just go play. He can just go play ball. Just go play. He just now, go play James ball. Harden, he's about to get it like he ain't never heard it before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hard is coming into play. There's a lot of expectations on him. Man, he come in and talk a championship. This champion, we Once upon a time, James Harden was on the Jonesy list of guards you can't win with. Who? 
point guards. Point guards, you can't. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Was, was on the list of point guards you can't win with. Let's, let's, be, let, let's be clear about the Harden distinction. Because, because Harden and OKC was productive at the point guard position when they brought him in off the bench and moved Westbrook to the wing. Harden and D'Antoni's system mm-hmm. is when I said you can't win with that. Okay. Because the combination of Harden and D'Antoni was not winning basketball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think, I very much think Harden is capable of playing a winning style of basketball at the point. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't see it happening with D'Antoni. I wanted no parts of that. Yeah, I, I, I like Harden off the ball, too. But, you know, mm-hmm. he can he can carry that rock. He, he can, can absolutely. Create mismatches. So, the ball in his hand is a good thing. So, I can see where they're coming from. And I'm a fan of saying it's all about the big man to win, right? Mm-hmm. So, you give the right guard the right big man, you're going to mm-hmm. win. And uh, we're going to see. We're going to see. So let me ask you. I'm 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 looking at you first. I'm gonna go go to you first, Jonesy. You see this. You see this team. You know the expectations. But you're you're also a realist. You're a realist. Mm-hmm. Simmons is gone. Harden is here. How real are those expectations? Of you know, is, is this a team that should be thinking championship? Absolutely. This team. Absolutely. You, Okay. I'm not gonna say they should be out there like we're a lot to win it, mm-hmm. but they should absolutely believe they're capable of winning it. And I don't think that there's a team in the East right now that is a lot, so their chances are as good as anybody's. That that's how I think they should feel. We they should feel like if we go out here and play our game, we should be able to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hear you, Coach. Okay. Let me go to you. What do you think? I definitely think we can outscore anybody. We got the big man defending the rim, so you're just not coming in there dunking on us. We still got Dival, who can play defense at the same high level as Ben Simmons, right? Uh, I like Paul Millsap. Maybe Mm -hmm. my little X factor right there. Paul going to make some plays and some big moments. High IQ player. Yeah, he's not going to make – he's not going to hurt you out there. I guarantee you that, right? So Mm – it's a possibility. You got some tough. I like Miami. I like, you know, the way they're playing down there. But we in the mix. We have definitely got a chance, and we should be thinking that we can do it. I think Paul Millsap has a role on this team, and it's a role. Paul Millsap has a, a role of, of that role player that you that you acquire in a big trade who ends up being really, really popular. Mm-hmm. He's Justin Anderson. He's Mike Scott. You know, when you're sitting there and, and it's like in in the short term, like between now and the end of this season, whenever this season ends, you're going to love Paul Millsap. Oh, yeah. We, now, know we love our guys that work hard. Yeah. We love, we, we love those. Yeah. Now, next year, if, if Millsap is still on this team next year, now he he might still you know get you some buckets. He might still have a good role, but now he's on the team for the whole eighty-two games. There's going to be times where it's like you're completely fr- just like Mike Scott. Like you remember Mike Scott in the playoffs yeah. against uh, against Brooklyn a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. And, and we, we loving Mike Scott. Yeah. Mike Scott. Was, Mike Scott was out here fighting Eagles fans. We still loved him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they respected him for that. Yeah, respected him for it. 
came to the came to the link and fought Eagles fans, not other you know not other people fought Eagles fans, oh, mm-hmm. and was still loved in this city. And y'all remember Justin Anderson? Sure do. <laughs> that's who, that's that, that guy, man. Yeah, he's that yeah. guy. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll love you know. We'll, we'll love him. But but I mean, there's. I I think honestly. And and, I, and once again, I'm, I'm gonna come back to you guys to get your your opinion. But you know, we we were able to keep the young core with Maxi and Thibel, although I'm not quite sure if we, I'm, I'm not quite sure if we over if if they've been overvalued. And I want your I want your opinion on that. But I, I want to circle back to it also. But I also think that the ability to th- their willingness to give up on Curry to get well to give up Curry and to give up drumming speaks to a level of faith that they had in their reserves because this is a team with championship aspirations. You give away, you, you give two, two veterans, two proven veterans. So what is, so one, what does it say about what they think of players like, you know, like Cork Maz and, and B-Ball Paul that miss dunk and, and, and everything. And then one, and, and then I want you to speak on, being able it being able to keep Thibel and Thibel and uh Maxi. Man, Thibel and Maxi keeping them is gigantic, right? Mm-hmm. Maxi is his his sky, man, is just he's gonna touch the clouds, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This guy's game is just getting better and better. So you had to keep him. You gave up Ben, but you had two of the best defenders in the league. So you had to keep the other, right? Because he's just gonna get better. So with Maxie and them, uh, what's the guy's name? George. I, I call him Georgie. What's yeah, you know Jordan, Jordan Yang. Jordan Yang. Jordan Yang. So he's, he can knock down some shots. Cork Miles can knock down some shots. Maxie's jump shot is, is getting a whole lot better. Uh, Thibault can knock down some shots. He can keep working on that. You can really have some shooters out here, right? Curry. You just gave up one shooter. Ben Simmons and Drummond are not shooters, so you gave up one shooter in return for Harden. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with everything Coach just said, and I would add up on that what the other thing that keeping Max and Bible did is that if you get to the end of this year and you realize for whatever reason something still needs to be done, now you have something that you can package to move to buy Terrace's contract. That mm. if you gave them both up, you wouldn't be the kind of handcuff with Tobias. But if I can package a maxi revival with it, now so now it may be a little more attractive to another team. So it left you a little bit of flexibility in that regard in the offseason as well. So I think it's a win all around for the Sixers to be able to keep both of those young guys. True, true. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna throw this out here because we, because because we're we're, we're get, uh, coming close to running out of time. Jonesy, I apologize because I know this, this this is not what you like to mess with. You don't like to deal with the, you don't like to deal with the with with the social media uh with, with, with social media rumors or whatever. But it was a scenario I wanted to get your opinion on. Okay, let's do it. All right, I saw a, uh, I saw a story that suggested this offseason 
James Harden declines his option with the Sixers in order to re-sign with the Sixers for less money. The Sixers then move, find someone to take Tobias Harris's uh, contract, freeing up money to bring in Bradley Beal, and now you have Beal, Harden, and Embiid. Mm. How real? How realistic is that in your mind? And, and 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 coach, I want your opinion on that too. Well, for me, that's a stretch. But mm. let's hear what Jonesy got to say. Jonesy is saying I, it right now. I I, <laughs> I I absolutely I absolutely think that's a stretch because you what we, what you would have to do is gut your roster other than Embiid, bring in mm. Bill and then re-sign Harden after without anybody tempting Harden away in the meantime. That's a lot of moving parts. You'd be a lot more likely, if anything, to try to work out a sign-and-trade for Bill, where you send Tobias to Washington, and then at that point you're looking at a situation more like what I was talking about a second ago, where you're packaging Maxi, Thibault, or possibly both to get something like that done. Okay. The, but other than that, it, does, it seems like a real stretch. Now, I think we, I think our staff is happy where we at. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. Trade we got, and we're gonna see if this mm-hmm. works first, right? And I think it's gonna work. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I think, I think it's gonna work. All right, I, real I, quick. I, pe- mm-hmm. I like okay. the fit. So th- that I, I like the expected fit. I'll say it that way. Okay. I think okay. it should fit. All right, all right, all right. Real quick, uh, real quick viewer comment. Anthony Price says Harden and B, Harden and Embiid don't last long. They will bump heads. Embiid is not setting up no pick and roll for Harden. That's what that's what Anthony Price said. Your thoughts on that? You want to speak to Anthony? Well, I, I mean, if not close the pick and roll, I mean, he ran a pick and roll with Ben Simmons, right? And Ben's not pulling up anything. If you want to win, you're going to do what has to be done. Uh, I think the ball should still be dumped down to him, play the in and out game with them too, right? I think that'll be beautiful, but it's going to be some pick and rolls too, definitely. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to score off of it. The fouls, everybody's going to eat at the foul line. It's it's going to be hard to stop him, right? But I see an inside-out game more than a pick-and-roll game. Agree. All right. Final final thoughts, your your expectations for the rest of the season. Uh, could this be a team that wins the uh, – could this team finish number one in the East? Let's start there. Number one in the East for, this, uh, for the 76ers. I don't think so. I think we're too close to the end of the season. I think uh, – like I say, I like Miami right now. I like the direction they're going to. Um, but we got a chance to to get to the championship game for the Eastern Conference. I wouldn't say finishing at number one in the uh, East. Okay. What about you, Jonesy? Well, looking at the standings, they're only two and a half games back, two in the loss column. So I'm not going to say it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like two games with what? They've played 57, so they got 25 games left. Yeah, like 27 games, yeah. Yeah, they got like 25 games left, two games back. Two. It's possible to make that up if you see immediate chemistry. But I, I expect there to be somewhat of an adjustment period as the team learns each other for the first 10 games or so. 
And I think that 10-game adjustment period this late in the season probably prohibits them from getting to that number one seed. Leading up to that March 10th game with uh, with Brooklyn, they got uh, they got the Bucks later on this week. No Harden for that. Mm-hmm. Harden comes back after the All Star break. You got Minnesota. You got a home and home with the Knicks. You got mm-hmm. Cleveland, and I'm going to be honest. I think Cleveland's a good team. I like Cleveland. Cleveland does not scare me at all. Okay, Cleveland. You know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Trying to crap on them, you know. No, I'm respect to, the young you know, talent. You know, but they I, res- I respect their, yeah, I, I respect yeah. them for, for who they are. Cleveland does not scare me at all. You got Miami, yeah. and you got the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Bulls don't really good. scare. Bulls don't really scare me. Bulls kind of banged up as well, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and more for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bulls are banged up, but if they're healthy, they're a dangerous team because yeah, yeah. their pieces fit very very well. Yeah, Demar Derozan's playing. Oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah. playing at another level. He's taking his game a step. He, yeah. He's improved his outside shooting. Yeah. His, his focus at the end of games, his ability to close out games I repeatedly. Think, like I think people thought DeMar DeRozan was done, and he kind of heard that. And, you know, he's playing like he's trying to prove to people that he's not done. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. think, you know, I think people thought, you know, thought, you know, after whatever, however things went in with the Spurs, thought he was done, mm-hmm. and and he's playing like he's trying to prove that he's not. Like he's got plenty in the tank, and now he's proving that he's still good enough to lead a team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think, I, and and honestly, I, I I I think it was a little bit of a, a pill for him. It, it was a couple hard pills for for DeRozan to swallow. And that one, he was the guy that they were willing to give up. To get the guy, you know, he played for Toronto for a long time, but he ended up being the guy that they were willing to give up for the guy who led them to a championship. Well, that's one way to look at it, or I'm the only guy that they would trade this man for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, mm-hmm. either way, I think he played with a chip on his shoulder because he goes to San Antonio, a team that for years was was good. Mm-hmm. You know, a team that that had a a, a history, a rich history of being good, and they instantly turn. You know, they start their their downslide with his arrival, and right or wrong, fair or foul, you kind of hang that on. It's like the team's now yeah. going down, and the you know, who do you look at? Definitely. And now he's, and now, I now think he's that's more coincidence than DeRozan's yeah. fault. But yeah. I I see your point of how it could be perceived. Yeah, because you and know you have a twenty like year a, run. Yeah. It's going to, you're going to have to re, re actually rebuild at some point. Mm-hmm. They the, and, the Spurs have been retooling for 20 years yeah, and kept exactly. and kept rolling. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the, 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 you know they, they were building something with David Robinson. Mm-hmm. Then the one down year when Robinson gets hurt, they they finagle their way into the number one pick and get Tim Duncan, who then adds another, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. who then adds another one, and then you find Kawhi Leonard. You find you know, Parker, Ginobili, you find Kawhi Parker, yeah. Leonard. So, yeah. You know, it just mm-hmm. it, it, it adds to adds to that. And then when they finally get to the point where they have to rebuild, it, their rebuilding year coincides with the arrival of DeMar DeRozan, and you got to hang that on somebody. And I'm not saying that it necessarily belongs on him, but I think. Mm-hmm. He, but you see, in the way in the way that the Bulls are playing now, in the way that DeRozan's playing now, he's playing like he's playing with it, like. 
like that's what he's heard. Yeah, he's got something to prove. Like he's heard that. Mm-hmm. Watch out for all these guys in the playoffs. That, and that's when I want to be playing our best basketball. So mm-hmm. for me, it's not about finishing one. It's about going into mm-hmm. the playoffs, playing our best basketball. It's going to be yeah. exciting. It's going to be good, man. Got good basketball coming up. Coach Ron, we got to get you back on before the season is over, sir. Hey, man, just let me know. I love you guys, man. Thanks for man. having me. Oh, always, man, it's always, coming. always a pleasure, and and, and, and congratulations on, on the big news coming out of Ben Franklin. That was awesome, yeah, man. Yes, that's that, that, that's awesome, man. And, and I I admire you for what you're doing, bro. Appreciate it, Appreciate for real, it. man. I I admire you, man. You're doing big things. You know, it, it's like you you yourself. You're a game changer, my friend. Hey, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, yeah. we we go we, we gonna get Coach Rod on one more time before the season because we got we gotta talk to the coach. We always gotta talk hoops <laughs> with the coach, man. Thank you, brother. All right, brothers, y'all have a good one. Hey, you All too, right, you my too. friend. Love you, brother. All right, that was Coach Rod, man. Always good. good. Always good stuff to talk to my brother. Always good talking to you too, sir. Oh, absolutely. It's watching you know, coming back. I, I appreciate that because it, I it enjoy be the crazy. arguments too. People yeah. see people think we were about to fight. Truth <laughs> be told, I enjoy those. Uh, me too. Very few me people too. could actually get me to even get an emotional response to the sports conversation. I like being other that than just like. I like know? being that person. I, I like be, I, I like being that person, you know, and and, and, and it's cool, you know. People, couple people had to hit, like, oh man, is is is, is it just gonna be the Jonesy show or is it just gonna be the Brown show? <laughs> like, no, man, look, we good, we good, you know. This is you know the the only difference now is me and you can't have a drink after we have these arguments, <laughs> you know, or or at least we can't have a drink in the same room. But, <laughs> yeah. But 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 trust me. You know, <laughs> you know, if it's going to happen, it's going. You know, it will happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we say our piece, then we dap it up. We keep it moving. We keep it. You know, keep it respectful. And oh, those, yeah. com- you know, you can have those conversations, man. You know, Sport- I, 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 I sports man. beef ain't real beef. No, 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 it is not. No, it is not. All right, my brother, let's get out of here. Just a reminder: if you like this show, make sure you follow us on all social media facebook instagram twitter at jonesy and brown or at bitw sports and remember you can download this podcast wherever you get your podcast from just search best in the world sports so that means itunes or apple music or google or spotify or anchor tune in radio wherever just put in best in the world sports brown Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Jonesy and Brown Show. That is Mike Jones. I am John Brown. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy the sports. And we'll talk to y'all whenever we feel like talking to you. All right? Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports. Or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.